For too many years, families of children with devastating illnesses have felt helpless as they watched their child suffer. Today, they're taking matters into their own hands and finally finding relief, treating their child with cannabis. These are their stories. Hey guys, welcome to another episode. Hello, hello, hello. I hope everyone's doing well. Yes, yes. Everyone's out there safe and trying to get back to some normalcy, I guess. <laughs> but tonight we have an awesome guest that, um, you know, for as of the at late, we haven't really got into this part of cannabis, which is the science. You know, the people behind, you could say the R&D aspect of it, you know, the people who are there formulating, creating ideas, looking at different parts of the plant and how it could benefit humanity, you know, overall. So we are very fortunate to speak with Dr. Chris Adlaka, um, who's a pharmacist in Austin, Texas. Uh, I hope I pronounced your last name correctly, Adlaka, correct? Adlaka is correct. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, no problem. It's, your, it's our pleasure for having you. So right now you're an owner and independent uh, compounding pharmacist? That's located. That's in correct. Okay, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah, sure. I uh, I'm a, a UT grad. I've uh, been in uh, originally from Houston. Been in uh, Austin, Longhorns. Texas, since uh, UT minus the uh, four years I spent in Boston, uh, getting my my doctorate in pharmacology. Um, after getting my uh, my uh, uh, doctorate, I moved back to Austin. Um, I had the, the pleasure of while I was in pharmacy school doing a, a residency with uh, a compounding pharmacy. And so uh, the, the organic chemistry of pharmacy has always been the, the, the most intriguing to me. And so uh, when I moved back, I started working for uh, Walgreens uh, because I was in a lot of debt. Uh, and so I bit the retail uh, corporate monstrosity. And uh, I quickly learned that the level of care was uh, – was definitely lacking. Mm -hmm. And so after about three years, I, uh, I ventured off and started my own compounding pharmacy in North Austin. Uh, and since then, uh, have opened another four pharmacies and we do specialized meds, uh, uh customized meds and, um, everything that a Walgreens or CVS would do. Uh, but at a more, uh, I guess, higher service level, including delivery and medication management and uh, things of that sort. So, Chris, can you just explain what exactly does it mean, compounding pharmacy? Yeah, absolutely. So compounding pharmacy is essentially when, uh, so uh, beyond having just uh, a bunch of shelves with um, manufactured drugs that are uh, counted and put in bottles and given to patients, uh, we actually have laboratories that uh, we're able to create anything that's not commercially available. So um, we do a lot of uh, turning a lot of what are, are only available as oral meds into topicals uh, or perhaps a, a patient that is a child that needs a, a, a drug that only comes in adult doses. We'll reformulate that into a uh, lower dose a candy bar, popsicle, oh. uh we do suppositories, we do rapid dissolving tablets. Um, so the, 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 the main catch there is uh, we can uh, compound anything that's not commercially available. So uh, combining drugs into one, in, into one dosage form, 
Um, we deal with a lot of plastics, pain, um, endocrinology, kind of across the board, but um, a lot more R&D and uh, a, a lot more of actual pharmaceutics versus uh, the, the standard of working at a Walgreens. Mm. So how does that work? So do you need a doctor's prescription or do you work? How does that work in terms of getting that individualized um medicine yeah absolutely so uh, that's exactly right so we work directly with uh physicians across the state of texas Uh, we don't do anything outside of texas but uh we work with with a few hundred uh physicians that uh let's say let's give pain for example um you know we've everyone's i think now well aware of kind of the opioid pandemic that's occurred and so Um, we try to find solutions for pain doctors where now, instead of just prescribing a bunch of opioids, uh, they can prescribe a, a a topical formulation, uh, or a, 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 um, homeopathic combination of, of supplements, uh, anything that we think can, can provide relief that isn't debilitating like, uh, opioids are. And so, um, yeah, that's, uh, that, that's, that's kind of the bread and butter of what we do, we've, we've, uh, you know, compounding is, uh, what has also kind of driven us into the cannabis world and working with CBD, um, from, from a, the point of view from providers, uh, you know, when CBD started really trending through the marketplace, uh, you know, as a pharmacy owner and as a pharmacist, we, we had a lot of patients coming in and asking us for advice. Uh, asking us to recommend a brand. Um, and as you guys know, with, with kind of the lack of regulations that are out there, uh, it, it was, it was tough to put, put yourself on the line and recommending something when, when you hear that 90% of the stuff out there is, it isn't what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So that's one of the questions I had, cause you mentioned it. R and D are a lot of companies avoiding R and D or do they have the budget for R and D? Or are they more, like you said, 90% is all marketing, no real product? You know, I think that's the ultimate problem is, you know, as a, as a compounding pharmacy, uh, when we compound a medication, that medication is not FDA approved. Uh, but the, the setting that the, the, the medication is made in is regulated by the FDA. So, oh. you know, we have a very strict uh, standards that we have to abide by. Uh, to ensure quality control and safety in, in anything that we put out. And it's because of the FDA that we have that list of guidelines to ensure that everything we put out has um, the safety and quality that it should have. And so lab testing is, you know, third-party lab testing is a big part of of, of, of the end product. And unfortunately, you know, up to now, and, and we are starting to see the FDA get more involved with CBD, but the ultimate problem has been because there's no set standard, uh, you've got all these different brands coming, you know, coming to market that are, are, you know, selling these quote unquote CBD products that they're putting together in their kitchen or in their basement. Um, and, and that's just not the way it's supposed to be done. So, so you're able to do this now under the FDA regulations. Now, are you actually handling the plant? The cannabis plant, or are we talking hemp? 
Like, yeah. So we, uh, so Texas, uh, it's it's been a struggle. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Texas. That's why I asked because Texas uh, is tough. Yeah, <laughs> Texas has been a struggle, and so you know, I'm happy to say for the first time that it, it's becoming a lot more normal um, with with the the farm bill that passed. Uh, now, you know, CBD is completely legal. Now we are still a state where cannabis is not legal. And so, uh, my expertise is, is, uh, more on the side of CBD and other cannabinoids outside of THC. Uh, of course we, we do have products that have THC, but, uh, they have to fall under the, the 0.3% legal limit. And so, um, we, you know, that that's going to change. Uh, Texas will come around because, uh, the, the, as you guys know, I mean, the, the use for cannabis is, uh, the, the science is there, the studies are there, it's significant and it can help people. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, when you, when you compare, uh, using cannabis versus these crazy drugs that have crazy addicting, uh, profiles and debil- debilitating side effects, um, you know, big pharma is, that's one question I get a lot as a pharmacist is, I don't understand if, if you own pharmacies, why is it that you, you're pushing these alternative medications when you own pharmacies? That doesn't make sense. And <laughs> the answer to that is, well, big pharma is a, a powerful, powerful, powerful lobbying industry. And so um, that's a lot of the reason why cannabis has gotten the, you know, the blowback that it's gotten. And it's just, it's honestly, it's so enlightening now to see that, that that's changing and that people are starting to realize, wait a minute, you know, this, this may just come from a, a plant, but, uh, it's effective and there's studies backing it. And, and so in Texas, they just passed the, uh, a bill that actually allows, uh, allows you to grow hemp. And so, up until oh. uh, literally two months ago, that wasn't an option. And so uh, all of our operations, what we've done is we've sought out to find uh, CGMP, uh, FDA-regulated extraction labs uh, or distribution centers in Colorado, uh, some in Oregon. And we've basically you know, vetted, vetted their labs and their extracts. And, and so that's what we do. We, we, we buy these super high quality extracts and we're able to reformulate those into gummies or, or tinctures or topicals, um, et cetera. Wow, I got somebody for you in Texas. If you want to know, we could talk about that later. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited to, to you know, I, I'm, I'm a small, small time Texas boy. I, I, I like you. I like using local, local businesses anytime that I can. I'm obviously I'm a, a small business owner myself. And so, uh, I'm excited to, to be able to work. And I've been approached by, by, uh, 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 multiple people now that are getting into that space. And so I'm excited to be able to start working with some local sources, uh, and, and not having to go outside of Texas to get those extracts. So we, uh, we see we uh, we use a lot of different um, CBD hemp companies for our sign with his seizures, and we do see this term pharmaceutical grade, and we we really never knew what that meant. So what does that mean exactly when a company uses that term and puts it on their label? Yeah, you know, I, to be honest, I, I hate to call it a a, a marketing. Tactic <laughs> okay. because, call it uh, as it is. Call call it it as it is. is. You know, I, I, I kind of assumed that, that too. Thing, guys, mm-hmm. You know, here's what's important is 
when you when you're able when you've got something that's trending through the market space mm-hmm. that everybody's talking about and and you know that um you can put out a product market it well and people are going to buy it and and you know the only thing on your mind is dollars um you're not coming into that space and spending a million dollars on a laboratory to do it correctly and mm-hmm. so uh, that that was kind of the unique position we had where you know we've been making pharmaceuticals for eight years now and we've invested tons of money into our into our uh, laboratories and so we have all that machinery and so you know when i think of pharmaceutical grade i think of just the checks and balances of the equipment used in formulating products and the third-party testing that comes afterwards to confirm that the product is superior than the majority of the other things that are that are being marketed uh, okay, but then it could mean different things for different companies. Is that what you're basically? I, I, you know, I, 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 if you're putting, if you're labeling your brand of CBD with pharmaceutical grade, I, I guess the least I would say is that that product better be being made in a you know ISO five certified USP eight hundred FDA regulated lab. Got if, it. If it's being made in under those controlled settings, then. There is definitely a separation of of doing it that way versus in in a warehouse uh, w- without the proper equipment. And unfortunately, without having more stringent uh, regulations in place, which you know, by the way is changing and and will continue to change. Um, but you know, we feel that from from the pharma pharmaceutical side of it, the, the pharmaceutical grade portion of it, uh, it, it should be it should be the norm. It should be the standard of of if, if, if a consumer is buying a product, uh, there's just a certain um, a certain list of standards that should be in place that uh, and checks and balances that are in place to ensure that what they're buying is is uh, authentic. True, true. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Definitely. Well, I, I'm okay. I'm gonna play devil's advocate in this point right now. Being hypocritical to a certain extent as we it relates to the FDA. Because they approve a lot of medication that turn around and have these ill side effects. But yet, when we're talking in reference to CBD or anything cannabis related, worst case scenario, you may be getting a product that's more, let's say, hemp seed oil or more olive oil. That's on a worst case. So what are the side effects in comparison to what they've approved over the years? Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. And, I, you know, again, being a, a pharmacist and a pharmacy owner, I, I see firsthand uh, kind of the dirty side that, that normal consumers don't see that are related to big pharma and, and the FDA. And uh, there's, there's no denying that uh, the FDA is also somewhat regulated by big pharma and, and has big pharma's best interest in mind. And so, uh, you know, you think about the amount of dollars, the, the market cap of uh, epilepsy drugs that uh, come from big pharma, and then you think about them losing that market space mm. because of that market cap due to uh, cannabis. It, it's uh, they have lots of money and they have really good lobbyists, and so that's a problem that is is has existed for for years and years and years, and and I unfortunately it will continue to exist but i think the key factor here is uh cbd is is now become a you know nationally legal uh natural alternative medication and so 
uh, you know, I'm, 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 I have my faux pas with the FDA, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm working very closely with the FDA as well as with state legislative on, uh, reforming the, the manufacturing process behind CBD and putting more strict standards in place and illustrating to them the difference of what we're doing within these labs versus uh, what's happening in people's homes. Uh, you know, there's, um, it's, it's crazy that the, you know, New England Journal of Medicine, uh, JAMA put out a, they did a study and, and just randomly purchased I think it was like 30 some odd products of oh. different random CBD off Google and they tested all of them and 92% of them weren't what they said they were. Some of them had no CBD. Some of them had 10% of what it was supposed to have. Wow. Um, there's no checks and balances though. There's nobody that, that is checking and saying, are you doing this right? Is the product you're putting out what you're labeling it with actually what's in the bottle and because the FDA hasn't put in a set of guidelines, they're they're actually legally not allowed to check it. And that's why you have, you know, third party agencies now that are kind of coming in and looking at that market space and saying, wait a minute, there is a huge difference. Uh, and, and maybe this is why I can go to a gas station now and buy a eight dollar bottle of CBD. Uh, maybe perhaps it's not what it's supposed to be or it's just hemp seed oil. Nobody knows. It, it, there's just there's no checks and balances. And so. You know, educating the, the the average consumer on the difference is it's it's so crucial, and and really where we spend most of our time and effort uh, is is with that education. Yeah, and I'm so glad that you know you're you're doing this as a pharmacist because what we come to find out is that, like you were saying, the uh, for so for people, this is not just like some health and wellness for people this is their becomes their medicine right like for Aiden is is to treat his seizures so we want consistency it's not like we're just taking this oh for health just because we're taking this because it's it has a job to do right absolutely yeah so and, you know, I, I, we want the consistency because we, we want it to always work because it, it one bottle for one can can have 10 percent because even a little change and the percentage of CBD could change how it affects someone, right? Absolutely. Uh, you know, as a pharmacist, that's the thing. When it comes to milligrams and dosage mm -hmm. uh, and consistency, it's, I mean, that's just it's just tried and true for us. That that's that means everything, which is why we why we third party test everything, um, and not just for potency, but for ensuring there's no heavy metals, ensuring mm -hmm. there's no pesticides. All of that testing costs. A lot of money. I mean, we spend tons of money on on, on the testing side of it, but it sh that should be necessary. Uh, you know, I, I'm sorry that that cuts into your margins as a company, but <laughs> at the end of the day, that's just a necessary thing. Just like Pfizer has to test everything they do, and and you know, Abbott has to test everything they do. It, it should be no different because, like you said, this may though it may be looked at as alternative medication. I can tell you firsthand. I've seen patients that are taking. 30 Norcos a day, uh, which is an opioid that mm -hmm. we've been able to wean off to taking a couple a day because they're now substituting it with CBD wow. or kids that are on, that have ADHD that are being prone to this, uh, uh, narcotic, you know, Adderall or, or any of the other amphetamine salts that are out there now when they could find relief from an, a, a plant that has no debil debilitating side effects. And so, uh, you know, all of that is, is it's just, it, it's so important. 
Yeah, you mentioned something about salts, which kind of triggered a thought in my mind. Why is salt seem to be part of certain medications that deals with the brain? I.e., example, Depakote, which is a valproic acid, which is has sodium based. Yep, uh, it, you know it has to do with 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 passing barriers. So there's a a oh. uh, 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 essentially there are different blood brain barriers that have to be crossed, mm-hmm. and so you've got this. Uh, a synapse basically that occurs. And so sodium is a big part of uh. a, a synapse occurring and, and it's what creates that electrical force that allows the, the drug to penetrate. And so, you know, there's salt, there's, there's water soluble drugs, there's fat soluble drugs. Uh, and those, you know, depending on the characteristics of the chemical of the drug, they have to, they have to cross different barriers, um, within the brain. And so, uh, you know, and with CBD, you know, as as we know, CBD is a fat soluble, yes, uh, a fat soluble molecule. I, I I'll tell you guys, like one of the most annoying things to me is when I hear about water soluble CBD. Um, there's no such thing as water soluble CBD. You can't change the characteristic of the chemical. <laughs> it is what it is. If it's fat soluble, it's fat soluble. Exactly. Now you can nanonize it. You can use nanotechnology, and you can make it small enough where it can penetrate the lipid barrier, but at the end of the day, it's it's still not water soluble. Um, and so, you know, there's just so much misinformation out there and, and there's just such an array of products and uh, different formulations now. And it, it's it's confusing. I mean, even to me, it's confusing. And so trying to to put it all together, uh, you know, fact check everything and, and figure out the facts and then deliver that to the public is the ultimate goal. I'm so glad you mentioned the the water soluble part because that kind of has been like this kind of up and coming thing. But like if you know about like certain things like vitamin D, it's fat soluble. Like you're not going to change what it what it is, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, there's, there's no way to turn something that's water soluble <laughs> to fat soluble. Yeah. You can't you that's just, not a chemically possible process. <laughs> um and and here's the thing, you know, the other the other thing with, with let's call it nanotechnology CBD, right? Because all it is is they use these uh, glorified machines that that put out these like electric waves that essentially take the CBD molecule and and nanonize it, making it super super small, a certain under a certain number of microns, uh, which is what's required for it to be able to pass through the barrier, and so. Um, the 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 uh, the the technology behind it it makes 100% perfect sense. If if you take a molecule and you make it small enough, then it is it is scientifically proven that yes, it can pass the barrier now. Uh, but here's the thing that that leads to other issues. So, you know, CBD is is it, it is known and it is that now I I believe it's there's been studies done that have shown clinically that you know, like drugs, like any pharmaceutical drug that you get that's prescribed, your liver is a a, a big drug metabolizing yes. organ. Yes. And so you've got these P450 enzymes. Yes. And so when you go into this water soluble product now, and again, as a pharmacist, right, I what goes through my mind with CBD is safety. So drug drug interactions. Well, I don't want to if I don't want to give a patient something that is going to make his diet, you know, his blood sugar uh, uh, drug not work anymore, or his 
um, hypertension medication not work anymore. And so you increase the risk of, of those interactions when, when you talk about uh, uh, quote unquote water soluble products, because now you're, you know, the idea is, oh, well, I can ingest a capsule. I don't have to, to, to use a sublingual drop. Well, the sublingual drop is, uh, it, there's a reason why uh, sublingual drops, they have their, their benefits. And one of the big ones is you skip the first pass effect, you skip liver mm-hmm. metabolism. And so you can now give it to a patient that's on six other medications and not have to worry that yes. you're inhibiting an enzyme that's going to inhibit the, the efficacy of one of his other, other prescriptions. And so, you know, there's, again, the, the problem that we face is that uh, unfortunately there's a lot of companies that, uh, dollar signs is the only thing that's being seen. And, um, you know, I get it. Uh, the, the marketing side of it is, is important and growing your company is important, but, uh, educating and understanding the differences of why one form versus another is, uh, has its benefits is crucial. It, it can't just be, throwing money at a marketing campaign that makes you think if you don't, if you take CBD, that's not water soluble, it's ineffective. That's, uh, that's false. That's just not the case. Now, could you go into the difference? Cause I know everybody's focused on CBD, 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 not realizing there's other cannabinoids like your CBDA and then your CBC. Uh, yep. but one of the things that we're learning is about the CBDA, like the precursors. Yeah, CBDN, CBDG, there's, um, and that's where a a lot of, uh, for our own R&D, that's where a lot of our uh, our research and development is geared towards now. Um, And so we're working with a lot of um, different cannabinoids that elicit different effects. So, you know, humans have it, we all have an ECS system, the endocannabinoid system. Uh, and CBD has certain receptors it binds to in that system that cause another, you know, slew of events. Uh, CBN also has receptors that it binds to that CBD may not bind to. And mm-hmm. so you, you, you find is that you get a different, uh, a different effect. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the beautiful thing is, is it, it really is kind of a miracle, uh, miracle plant it, because of all the good things that are are documented from how we how we can manipulate the uh, ECS system from these different cannabinoids. But the reality is, is there are different cannabinoids that come out of a hemp plant or a cannabis plant. And those different cannabinoids elicit different effects. And there's studies now, there's, there's lots of studies that are published that, uh, you know, scientists have worked directly with one cannabinoid or another. Uh, a good example of this is, you know, the the newest product that we're working on is an acne product. It's topical, uh, and what we've done is we've taken CBC and CBN, mm-hmm. um, both uh, cannabinoids that have well, they not only have they been shown to inhibit cancer cell growth, but they also reduce inflammation. And we couple that with uh, benzoyl peroxide, which is a uh, over the counter, um, over the counter. Uh, acne product that you can get at any CVS or Walgreens that's been around for hundreds of years. Uh, but what we're finding in our, in our, you know, initial R and D is you know, we've got patients that have, have tried all sorts of things to defeat crazy acne, back knee, uh, And they're, they're using these, this CBC, CBN product and it's working. 
and and I, I you know again because I work so closely with so many doctors that's that's kind of where where all of where our our R&D goes from our lab to third party testing to doctors that sample it out and say hey I want to see if this works and if it does wow. then they get more interested and they start running with it and so um you're absolutely right. There's so much research to be done on all of these different uh, cannabinoids. Um, I actually I had a conversation with uh, the guys that uh, the founders of Elixinol, who who were oh. in the cannabis game years and years ago, uh, kind of I would almost call them pioneers, and they are now working with. Uh, things like CBDA, which they're finding can can lead to increasing metabolism and, and helping with weight loss. And some of their initial studies are remarkable. Um, and so there, there there is a ton of R and D to be done. And fortunately, there 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 are a lot of you know, medical governed companies out there now, and and scientists that are are seeing, hey, this is. This is real. I mean, th this is a huge potential. You know, if I can take patients off opioids uh, and they can start living their life, or if I can keep a child from being on Adderall because he's he's taking uh, you know a, a dose of CBD instead, or I I can help a schizophrenic patient or a bipolar patient uh, instead of putting them on de debilitating antipsychotics, uh, that's such a that's. That's like Nobel Prize stuff. I mean, that's that that changes our world. And you know, I'm glad that you said that because um, what happens is that we're finding that they may not be using CBD only, but they they're lessen the the pharmaceutical drugs. Like, so for example, with Aiden, if he wasn't for CD, CBD, he would have been on a lot more amphi. You know. Yep. So yep, now he's like, his, his, and, his, so know, they, they work, they're yeah. working. Like, I don't know if he'll go totally off pharmaceutical, but he's definitely on a lot less for the, you know, the type of seizures that he has. You know, and uh, man, like the, the, so seizures is, you know, THC is a, a main component in helping with epilepsy. And so, uh, you know, being in, in Texas, and not being able to to work with higher higher doses of uh, THC, you know, I'm if if I had a child that that was epileptic, I would have him on a, you know a cannabis product for 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 procedures because the evidence is there. I've I've looked yeah. at multiple studies, oh, yeah. and, and THC is a major player in that. Um, and and you know another again as a, a pharmacist, the big question that we get, and especially working with pain doctors, is you know, they drug test their, uh, their patients because if they are prescribing an opioid to them, they have to ensure that they're not abusing any other illicit drugs. Oh, and so man. Uh, failing a THC test is a big deal. Um, and so, you know, the, the good news though is, is now with, with the technology, there is plenty of evidence and I've seen plenty of patient case studies of my own patients as well as doctors that I work with that, uh, have proven that if you're using products that have still maintained their chemical composure and you haven't just ridded off everything except the CBD, but you've been, you've found a process like CO2 extraction methods now that allow you to get rid of THC while still maintaining lipid profiles and uh, other cannabinoid profiles, there's still 
so much health benefit health benefits to be had. And so, um, again, that, you know, that goes back to regulations where, uh, the average consumer doesn't understand that, you know, so we buy again, we, you know, being in Texas up, up, up until very recently, we, we haven't been in a position to be able to harvest our own crop and, and get our own extracts. And so, uh, we are, we have vetted multiple companies, uh, in Colorado and in Oregon on and, and, and tested multiple extracts. And what I can tell you is the lab results really speak for themselves. I mean, if you're getting an extract that uh, was extracted, that the THC was taken out by, by using heat and ethanol, that product, that extract is, is far inferior to a product that used uh, natural solvent extraction method or a CO2 extraction method, where now you've gotten rid of THC, but you've maintained these crazy, crazy percentages of not just CBD, but CBG, CBN, CBC, CBDA, um, the list goes on. And so, uh, that, that's, that's such a, a key education point for the average consumer is, Hey, when you, you know, I, I get asked a lot, well, when I'm going to buy a CBD product, what should I look for? Is there anything I can look for on the bottle that might let me know if, if this is a, a product that is actually, uh, you know, a superior product to any other product. There are definitely some things that can be looked for, uh, lab results, uh, the extraction method used, and mm-hmm. they're not telling you how it was extracted. It's because they probably spent a couple hundred dollars for a, a kilo of that extract when a CO2 extracted extract that has crazy high percentages of all the cannabinoids minus THC cost anywhere from eight to $12,000. So as a company, when you don't have a regulated body saying, no, it's not okay to, to market this quote unquote broad spectrum CBD product uh, when the numbers don't add up to what they would if you use this extract. And so mm. educating the public on the differences and teaching them how to learn to how to read labs and look at the concentrations of not just CBD, but everything else. Uh, making sure that the product they're using is actually whole plant and and not uh, just spiked with isolate. You know, I mean, yeah. there's CBD now that's being synthetically made. It's not even coming from the plant. There's pharmaceutical companies that I work with that are trying to sell it to me. Uh, oh, yeah. And it's we, not from a plant. It's, oh it's made in a lab. Oh, yeah, we know. We know. So, <laughs> Chris, Chris, hold on. Let's everybody... Take a deep breath, everybody back into their corners. <laughs> this is getting too good. I mean, I, I got to take a breather. My mind's blown right now because these are things that my wife and I have been talking about, and it's like we haven't been able to get answers, and now we have the holy grail. So, Chris, I mean, we're going past our 30-minute mark, and so I wanted to say we want to welcome you back for a part two. Will you? Oh, absolutely. Please? I would love that. Oh, yes. I appreciate it because my God. God, this is like one of those things like <laughs> headliners. This is like this is not fake news, people. <laughs> this is real. This is real. So, guest, uh, and just want to say, hey, to our listeners, we're going to go for a part two. Thank you very much for tuning in, and please listen for our next episode um, with Doctor Edlaka, um, Chris. My God, this is amazing. So, I'm excited. I can't wait to get to the second part. So. Uh, we just want to say good night to everyone. Thank you for tuning in. And please tune in for the part two. I just can't wait. I'm sorry. I'm lost for words right now.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Tune into a major journey podcast today, where guests take listeners on journeys and immerse themselves in the roller coaster ride both in and out of the cannabis space that brought them to where they are today. Throughout our conversations, guests share valuable lessons that they've learned along the way that listeners can use to empower growth both in their personal and professional lives. Check out A Major Journey today on all major podcast platforms.